Hi, everyone, and welcome to Bad Bleeps of the Bible. Hi again, I'm Scott, and just from the top, I want to make sure that you know that we started a TikTok. That is right, Bad Bleeps of the Bible is now on TikTok, where you can find us at Bad Bleeps of the Bible, and you'll see that this is just like a short mini version of this podcast, just to give you a little bit of a a taste of the episode without going into too much detail and what we do here. So be sure that you go on the TikToks if you're there and find Bad Bleeps of the Bible. Also, I've had a ton of people reaching out, letting me know that this podcast is stirring up all the church memories, um, maybe all the church trauma. And I just wanted to say that if you have some doozies or maybe some memories that you do want to share, do it. You can email me at badbleepsofthebible at gmail.com. I was thinking of maybe doing a potential Listener Tales-esque mini-sode if there's enough stories. So do send those in. And that's it. Let's get into today's bleep. And the Lord God said, It is not good that man should be alone. I will make him an helpmeet for him. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam. And he slept, and he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. And the rib, which the Lord had God taken from man, made he a woman and brought her unto the man. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, because she was taken out of man. And Adam called his wife's name Eve, because she was the mother of all living. Mother of all living, the first woman, the first wife, and the OG bad bleep. Today, we're discussing the story of Eve. Before we dive into her story, though, we need to also dive into some uh, basic Bible and strongly spiritual slash religious beliefs, and that is the story of creation. How did we get to Eve as the last piece of the creation puzzle? Which, if you didn't know, the story of creation is one of the Christian religions, specifically foundational tenets, Um, and it goes something a little bit like this. And I'm going to quote directly from the Bible for the first kind of part of this. So if you want to know what the first words in the Bible are, this is Genesis 1.1. It says that in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and without void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Now, I'm not going to dive into what I think that means, because the important thing to note in our uh, quick little creation summary is that the being God himself has no beginning or end. He just is or was. And one day, this being up, this, this being up and decided to create his own little world, and it went something like this. On the first day of creation, God said, let there be light. And there was light and dark, which God called day and night. That's the first day. On the second day of creation, God created heaven, which the Bible describes eloquently as dividing the water from the waters. Sure. 
On the third day of creation, God was busy. He created the land and the seas, which he called earth and the seas. And then he created some grass, trees, and, interestingly enough, the seasons. On the fourth day of creation, he created the moon, the sun, and the stars, so that we would be able to tell day from night. And on the fifth day, God said, and I am quoting here, Let the waters bring forth abundantly the moving creature that hath life, and fowl that may fly above the earth in the open firmament of heaven. And God created great whales and every living creature that moveth, and God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the waters in the seas, and let the fowl multiply in the earth. Then, on the sixth day, God made, yes, some more animals, but most importantly, he made man. And as the text says, he made man in his own image, and in the image of God created him, male and female created he them. So it's a little confusing because Eve at this moment is not created, but Adam is, but yet he created them male and female. And this really side note, fun fact, was a running joke between me and my friends, because if God created Adam and male and female in his own image, does that mean God is both male and female? Yo no sé. But what we do know is that God created Adam and he did so that that Adam could have dominion over every living thing that creeps on the earth. Then, after all of God's hard work, on that seventh day, supposedly Sunday, seven, here we are again, he rested. God relaxed. He chilled. He blessed that seventh day and sanctified it, making it a day of rest. And fun fact, that is held true to this day, especially in our family on the seventh day, that Sunday, we were not allowed to do anything that even remotely resembled work. We were not allowed to do homework. We weren't allowed to mow grass. We weren't allowed to clean the house. Nothing. You had to rest on Sunday. And that's the story of creation, people. And it's it's from this that the legend of Eve is born. And I just wanted to give you a little bit of that backstory to kind of set the stage and give you a little bit, again, of Bible knowledge. But now we finally get to tell her story. So God has created the earth, and on earth, he created the literal paradise that was the Garden of Eden, full of everything you could imagine, all the fruits you could eat, the animals that you could hunt, though, according to religion, supposedly, the animals came to Adam to just be eaten. Uh, but everything was so idyllic and so much so that God would even chill there with Adam and truly shoot the breeze with him. And in this garden, there was an all-important tree that God told Adam he was not, absolutely not to eat of, warning him that if he did eat of this tree, he would die. He could eat of any other tree, but this tree, he would die. What was this tree so cleverly called? <laughs> the tree of good and evil. And this tree will become the source of all of Eve's and Adam's troubles. But where did Eve come from and why hasn't she been in this story at all so far, given that she is our bleep? Well, as we heard from the top, God didn't think that his main man, Adam, should be alone. And so he decided to create a partner for Adam. And to do that, he decided that the partner should come literally from Adam. 
So he put Adam into a deep sleep and then took one of Adam's ribs and used that rib to create Eve. Don't ask me why he chose a rib and don't ask me how I could not tell you, but that is what the text says he did. And from that rib, we have no belly button Eve, a fact that I always thought was just hilarious growing up. Unfortunately for Eve, right from the very start, she seems doomed to fail. Since in the very next chapter of the Bible, directly after she's created, we're also introduced to Eve's nemesis, the serpent, who is described as being more subtle than any beast of the field. And he is commonly known to be Satan uh, in snake form. And I just heard a really interesting theory from my friend this weekend about this after I was telling them what's going to be covered in Bad Bleeps this week, and I will share that at the end. Um, And again, more fun fact information. Did you know that according to some independent fundamental Christians that snakes actually had teeny tiny little feet and could walk all before this Eve business went down? So imagine a walking snake versus a just slithering snake. But we're going to find out why they slither. And apologies for the alarm. Again, laundry's done. And we're going to find out what happens soon. So we have Eve and we have this subtle, tiny-footed serpent who could apparently also talk uh, since he creeps up to Eve and says... Did God really say you can't eat from all these delicious trees in this garden? Eve, clearly not shocked by a talking serpent, replies, No, you fool. He says we can eat from all the trees in the garden except for the tree right in the direct center in the middle. He said if we even touch that tree, we'll die. The snake, chuckling, I would assume, responds to Eve saying, You won't die. No, no, no. God just doesn't want you to eat it because if you do, your eyes will be opened. You'll be more aware and you'll be like God and and no good and evil. Eve was apparently swayed by this nasty little tiny-footed serpent and took a look at the tree and the delicious, ripe, juicy fruit dangling just within her reach. And she saw how good it looked and also wanted probably to gain the wisdom of the gods. She took the fruit and she ate it. A few things most likely happened here that aren't included in the Bible. First, Eve realized that she didn't die. Duh. And second, this fruit must have truly tasted delicious because in the next sentence, not even in the next verse, it says that she gave some to Adam who also ate the fruit. So I guess it was a very easy, easy, easy conversation between Adam and Eve. They've probably been craving this for a while. And directly after their yummy little, if not sinful, snack, the text says that the eyes of both Adam and Eve were opened, and they realized that they were standing there in the nude, and they ran to a fig tree and sewed the leaves together to make a covering for themselves. And no, people, that is not a made-up fact about Adam and Eve. I'm sure if you picture them in your mind, you picture these cute little figly fashion that they're wearing. It is in the text that they took fig leaves and sewed them together to create clothes. 
Also, I guess as a side note, can we take from this verse that being the nude is actually being closer to God since Adam and Eve only realized that they were naked after eating the sinful fruit and then covering themselves? So am I advocating for naked churches? Honestly, I'm not sure. I Maybe? I guess? Someone get me out of this topic. We're going to move on. Um, so it was only a short time after Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve, homophobes, had created their fun fig fashion that the Lord comes to the garden in the cool of the day to chat with his favorite and, I guess, only friends. He calls to them, Adam, Eve, come, come out, come out wherever you are. And Adam and Eve, though, were hiding from God out of guilt and because of their barely clad, almost naked selves. Finally, they do reveal themselves to God, and he is livid after Adam tells him that the reason that they hid was because they were naked. God yells, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree that I command you to not eat from? And this is where my head just honestly absolutely explodes because clearly men have been blaming women constantly for their own problems since the beginning of time. Adam replies, to God, the woman whom thou gavest to be with me, she gave me of the tree and I did eat just totally throwing Eve under the bus and tattling on her. What a rat. So Eve defends herself saying, "Um, wait a hot second. I only ate this because this nasty, tiny-footed walking snake told me to eat it and deceived me. And then God delivers a flurry of curses after finding out about Eve, about Adam, and about the snake convincing them to eat the, the forbidden fruit. Um, and these Curses really establish a lot of precedence for humankind. It's kind of interesting to see how God and the Bible try to work these into um, our religious ideology. So first, he curses the snake, saying that he will be cursed above all livestock and will be forced to crawl in his belly, eating dust the rest of his life. Goodbye, tiny feet, and hello, slitherishness, whatever. Further... He'll make it so that women specifically hate snakes for the rest of time and that women will crush the head of the snake, but you will strike her heel. All right. For Eve, God issues a curse that the pains in childbearing will be so severe and labor will be painful um, in order to give birth to children. And lastly, and this one ticks me off, but... As you know, I tell you the whole story, the whole truth. Um, in the Bible, it says that God curses Eve, which maybe it is a curse, um, uh, whatever. God says that he will create desire for your husband and that men will rule over women. That is a quote, that man will rule over you. Hashtag gross. Intolerable. <laughs> Moving on. But at least... Adam gets his own little curse as well. For Adam, God says that the ground will be cursed, and it will only be through pain and toil that man will be able to eat food from the ground, and that the ground will produce thorns and thistles, and that he'll be forced to eat the plants of the field only through the sweat of his brow. And finally, that he shall return to the ground at the end of his life as dust 
for dust thou wert and dust that shall return. Is wert a word? I had art in here, but I changed it to wert because I needed to be past tense, but I'm not sure if that's a word. I don't know. Regardless, we have a bunch of curses being thrown at Adam, Eve, and interestingly enough, the snake. And then a final blow to Adam and Eve after creating some cute little animal skin clothes for them. God drives them out of the garden and places an angel wielding a flaming sword to guard the entrance to Eden, as well as guard the entrance to the tree of life. And really fast, the angel is actually stated in the Bible to be a cherubim, which I'm going to give you the actual description of a cherubim as they're stated in the Bible. Because again, I think in our minds, we picture angels as these beautiful winged people with beautiful locks of hair. Again, Fabio looking. That is not how they are described. A cherubim in the Bible is described as having four faces, the face of an ox, the face of a lion, an eagle, and a man. And they also had four wings, straight legs, sorry, kneecaps, calf's feet, and human hands. Let's picture that four-faced, four-winged, straight legs, calf feet, human hand angel. So definitely not the cute little cherubic angels we picture our minds, more like uh, some sort of terrifying Silent Hill angel from our nightmares, but... That is what God placed at the entrance to the garden to keep Adam and Eve and future people from coming there. After she and Adam are driven from the garden, we really lose track of Eve's story to history. Uh, We know that she gives birth to Cain and Abel, and please check out the episode for the story of the first recorded biblical murder, which we did a few episodes back. And she also gives birth later to her son, Seth, and then unrecorded, later she gives birth to the entire population of the earth. But that's all we have of her. She's lost a history in the rest of the Bible. And while we know her lineage and the line, because it does go into that in the text, we know nothing else, else of this incredible and first woman. And while Eve may go down in history as committing the original sin— also known as the ancestral sin, which becomes the downfall of all mankind. There's no denying that because of this, she's cemented as one of the most popular, recognizable bad bleeps of the Bible and of all time. And I told you that I had a fun little fact that I learned from my friend. There was an interesting theory purported that actually the devil in the story of Adam and Eve Could it have been God? And that the snake was actually the good guy God. And that the devil wanted to keep man and woman in the dark so that he could control them. And so therefore, everything in the Bible gets flipped on its head and that the snake is actually trying to convince Adam and Eve that they should be independent thinkers and that the snake is actually God so that he's able to bring them into the light and recognize that they need something more than this idyllic, fake, brainwashed garden. Just an interesting theory, again, thrown out. I thought it was fascinating. And then, as a closing piece of fun facts, Adam in Hebrew is quite literally translated into Adam. So the word Adam sounds like the Hebrew word Adam, meaning that the Hebrew word is very close to its English equivalent. The name Eve, though, is the common name and definitely the most widely used, but it's actually inaccurate. 
Adam, in naming Eve, would have used the name Chava, or whatever I just said, which was then bastardized in the Greek translation to something resembling Eva, which white people then decided to anglicize into Eve. But the meaning remains the same. Her original name means living one, or more poetically and more symbolic to her place in history, Eve can be translated to our source of life. Eve, OG bad bleep, and our source of life. I really hope that you enjoyed today's episode. Please, please feel free to get in touch with us and share your religious trauma stories at badbleepsofthebible at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Instagram and TikTok at badbleepsofthebible. Sources for today's story can be found in the show notes, and please rate, review, and subscribe. Catch you next time, and watch out for walking serpents whispering sinister secrets. (laughs) Bye! (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.